Hello and welcome back to the 17th episode of the Two-Way Podcast. Today, we are here with Chase Kacher, and we're going to be doing something in the NFL, which is ranking the teams in tiers based on how likely they are to win the Super Bowl. Uh, now, we're going to do this in three tiers. Tier one is going to be the obvious title contenders, team like the Ravens and the Niners and the Chiefs. Um, tier two is going to be the playoff contenders who just need one or two things to go right for them to be a Super Bowl contender. And tier three will be the long shots who need many things to go right for them to win it all. Um, and we have to realize that this is very important to look at going into the season because if we had done this last year, a team like the 49ers would have been probably a tier three team. Uh, but they, because that type of stuff happens in football. I mean, nobody expected the Niners to have the best defense in the league. I mean, they, they ranked in the bottom five uh, in the league in defense in 2018. Uh, but that being said, Chase, list your teams you have in tier one, and we'll go over why they're in that tier. Yeah, um, look, here's the thing. Uh, I got the Niners, Saints, obviously, Chiefs, Ravens. Look, um, the thing with these teams is these guys are just unbelievably powerful. And now that the Saints acquired Emmanuel Sanders – um, look, the Saints are pretty much unstoppable going into this one. Um, then I'm going to jump over to the Ravens. And here's the thing with the Ravens. I'm putting them in the top tier for now, but obviously, but in the future, they're going to be dropping down because Lamar Jackson, this coming season, he's going to take that one hit from a linebacker and he is never going to be the rookie season and going into a se- in second season, Lamar Jackson that we used to see, um, his arm's never going to be the same. His running isn't going to be the same. He's not going to be as shifty. And this Ravens team is just going to pummel because they have evolved around Lamar Jackson. And when Lamar Jackson goes down, it's going to be an issue. Um, then I'm going to jump over to the Niners, my team. Look, unfortunately, we had to lose Emmanuel Sanders and DeForest Buckner, but I think it was for the better. Um, if the Niners do acquire Jamal Adams, um, that would be a stellar move. Um, beefing up our secondary because, look, our D-line was the best in the league, but then you look at the secondary, and our secondary was terrible except for Richard Sherman. Um, and he kind of blew it for us in the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, and then you jump to the Chiefs who beat us in the Super Bowl. Um, you can just look at their offense, and obviously their offense is going to be – their offense is the best in the league. Um, look, Patrick Mahomes, of course, uh, Danny Williams uh, uh, Danny Williams at, at running back. Now they got uh, Edwards Alaire. Um, and – they're just beefing up this offensive side of the ball. And I have to mention that wide receiver core. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman. Um, look, the Chiefs are in such good position. And once they build up that defense, um, that kind of, they, they, the defense dragged them down. They had a stretch in the, in the, towards the beginning of the year that, that the defense held them back from reaching their fullest potential. Um, so that's my, those are my Tier 1 teams. Yeah, so I, I do have the same four teams as you in that top tier. Um, now, the, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are clearly um, uh, in the top tier, like you said. Um, I, I would argue that they got better. I think they're definitely going to get a little bit worse once they have to pay Mahomes because that's going to take up a huge chunk of salary. Um, but before he cuts into their pay cut, they're going to keep. They're going to be a Super Bowl contender um, easily. Uh, and then, again, the, the Ravens, I think the Ravens, you you do have to you have you do have to realize that Lamar Jackson has the injury risk. You talked about that. Um, now that that could be a big problem, but I think the fact that he hasn't got injured that, that he didn't get injured last year is a good sign, at least. Um, and maybe he can be smarter than a guy like Michael Vick was, um, constantly getting injured over and over again. Um, and then the Niners. I think the Niners should be in tier one. Uh, I mean. I think based on what they replaced, adding Brandon Ayuk and Javon Kinlaw and Trent Williams to, um, even though they lost to Forrest Buckner and Sanders, I mean, I think that they are probably the third best team in the NFL this season. I think that what the Ravens did, um, just uh, being so good in, at trading and drafting, um, they took J.K. Dobbins in the draft. Uh, they traded a fifth-round pick for Calais Campbell, who's one of the best pass rushers in the league, was a, a pro bowler last year, a fifth-round pick for a pro bowler. Um, and then the fact that, uh, that they drafted Patrick Queen in the first round to add to that linebacker depth, I think that they are, they, them and the Chiefs, uh, are probably, I mean, have very little holes. I mean, you could poke holes in the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense, uh, but they really rallied at the end of the year last season. Um, and I think the Niners do have a little bit more questions, but they should be in that tier one. Um, and then the Saints, look, I, the only reason I debated putting the Saints in tier two is that. Drew Brees is 41 years old. Hold on. Hold on. Drew Brees is arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. You're telling me you debate 
Whether but the, look, the, look. The, yes, he was great last. He was really good last year, but tier two? but no, but but I debated putting him in tier two because besides Tom Brady, quarterbacks have a very bad history of playing when they're in their forties. Um, and look, we saw with Peyton Manning. Um, in 2014, he, he had the record, he had the record breaking season, um, the most passing touchdowns in a season. Um, and, and now, uh, drew, and then two years later when they won the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning looked done. I mean, he was not great. That defense carried them to that Super Bowl. Um, so I think there's a chance. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the fact that Drew Brees is still one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time, um, is a good, good sign for the way he's going to hold up. Uh, but I, I do think there's a slight chance um, that, that he uh, falls off a cliff and that, that the Saints are in the Tier 2. But um, they're, they're, that being said, their the roster is incredibly talented. Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in football. Um, Alvin Kamara is one of the five best running backs in the league. Uh, they have a good O-line and a solid defense. And they might be one, I mean, they might be, uh, one of the most complete teams in football. I mean... They are up there with the with those top three teams, and that's why I put them in tier one. Um, so Chase, move on. Let's move on. Um, talk, list your teams in tier so two. So for me in tier two, there's a lot of them: uh, Patriots, Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, Seahawks, Steelers. Ca- oh, sorry, I wrote the Cowboys twice. Bills, Colts, Eagles, Titans, Browns, Rams. And here's the things about these teams. You touched on it earlier, Tyler. Look. A lot has to go right for these teams, uh, for these teams to make the Super Bowl. Okay, um, let's just take one team for example. Let's take the Rams. Okay, um, and the reason I took these guys is because look, they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago and they lost to the Patriots, played them tight, uh, but unfortunately came out on the bottom for them. Um, so here's the thing: last year, um, it was a well, you could consider it a down year, but for most teams, um, for most teams, it would be a good year. Um, so look, I think the, the, the thing about these guys is McVay, I think he's the real deal, although their front office work is just terrible. They're not going to have many, much young talent. They don't have a ton of first round picks. They don't have a ton of second round picks. Um, yeah, and they're paying older. Aaron Donald a ton of money. Um, I don't see this working out. I think it was a great move for them to cut Todd Gurley, though. It's not the same Todd Gurley we saw. Um, he, he slowed down, and there's something obviously wrong with him. Um, and then on the wide receiver court, you lost, you lost some guys. Um, look, this is going to just be interesting to see. But I think the Rams, they could still make the playoffs next year for sure. Uh, McVay has the brains, and he's done it before. So I'm excited to see what these guys can do. and. There's definitely still a possibility for them to get a wild card. Okay, yeah. So our tier twos are pretty similar. I have the Bucks, Cowboys, Vikings, Seahawks, Packers, Patriots, Titans, Bills, Colts, Eagles, and Steelers. Uh, now, I mean, I just think that these teams, like, take for example the Bucks. I mean, I think they're the definition of a tier two team. I mean, they have the talent, but they also need a few breaks to get over the hump. I mean, they're playing in a division with the Saints. That's always going to be tough. I think they did a good job in the draft. Um, and I think Brady will be able to succeed if he if he plays behind a good enough offensive line. Um, but still, they're going to have to have that one lucky moment in the playoffs um, to get them past the, the Saints or the Niners and to get them to the Super Bowl. Um, and we all know Brady is one of the most clutch NFL players of all time, and he will be able to deliver in the Super Bowl. And um, whether or not they win... I don't know, uh, but I think the Bucks are definitely a tier two team. And then I just think um, some of the other teams, the Seahawks, the Seahawks are very interesting because, look, I mean, their roster shouldn't even be on this list uh, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson. I mean, it's towards the bottom of the league for sure, but they have one of the top five players in the league with Russell Wilson. Um, he carries them to the playoffs no matter how bad the offensive line is. Um, so that's why they're tier two for me. The Steelers are interesting for me because I actually predicted them to go eight and eight. Um, and look, the Steelers, I predicted them to go eight and eight. So I don't think they're going to be very good, but um, I do think they're a tier two team uh, just because that defense was really good last year. I predict them to be uh, more of still, still in the top 10 defenses, but maybe not where they were. 
um, this upcoming season, but their offense is going to get better. So um, I, I think that the Steelers could definitely win uh, the Super Bowl, but I think it's going to take a lot of luck. Luck um, regarding also and, Big Ben staying healthy the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chase, did you have the Vikings in Tier 2? So here's the thing about the Vikings. Um, yes, but I, I – so here's the thing. If you look at the Vikings, I'm concerned that Kirk Cousins – obviously, here's the thing. Obviously, Kirk Cousins is holding them back every single year. If if they still had Case Keenum, I think that would be in a, a worse situation. So I don't don't start saying you need Case Keenum. But if you yeah. want um, – if you want a guy that can get you to a Super Bowl – you got to cut Kirk Cousins. You got to find some young guy or find sign a veteran or something. Okay, um, Kirk Cousins is not the answer. He cannot win a prime time game. Uh, his playoff decision making is terrible. He got blown out by the 49ers. He played the game of his life in the Saints game. So don't don't think that I didn't forget about that. Um, here's I. It's just not going to work out because they have the weapons. Other than Kirk Cousins, you think about it: Dalvin Cook, yeah, Thielen, Harrison Smith. Okay, you have the guys, right? You have them. You just got to utilize them. And I don't think I don't think Kirk Cousins is letting the rest of the team go to their full potential because he is dragging them down. Um, but yeah, but Tyler, one thing I would like to say: um, you touched on the Bucks, and I their situation is super super interesting. Um, and I'm going to make a comparison to the Seahawks because Russell will. Everybody has started to adapt to Russell Wilson. Everybody has adapted to Russell Wilson, and in the Patriots organization, I would not say that. I would say that everybody in that organization also, except for Belichick, adapted to Brady. I think Belichick created it for Brady, and everybody adapted to what Brady said, and Brady translated that to the rest of the team. And if you look at the Seahawks, no, like you said, no matter how bad that offensive line is, Russell Wilson still finds a way to get them wins. Um, it's not always pretty, but he is able to get it done. Um, and yeah. I don't know if Brady, I don't know if Brady's gonna, if these young guys on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know if they're going to be able to adapt to Brady um, like the Seahawks adapted to Wilson. And I think Brady is. I know I keep saying Brady. I think he's. I think he's I think he's used to people adapting to him, but at the Buccaneers, they're not they have never done that before. Um they have a, they have they had a very inconsistent quarterback, Jameis Winston before. Um like he is the type of guy to go out and throw four touchdowns and four interceptions in one game. And it's gonna be tough for Brady at first. Throughout the season, I think they're going to start picking him up and I think they're gonna figure out how to adapt to him. But at the at the beginning of the season, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough first few games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So talk about talk about the Titans and why you had them in tier two and not tier three. So here's the thing with the Titans. I think Derrick Henry's completely the real deal. Um, I think they're a little too reliant on them. I will agree with that. But I also think Tannehill is really gonna shine this season. You're gonna see. You're he's gonna he's gonna. I think he's gonna um, he's gonna wow some people. Okay, he's gonna wow some people. Tannehill with this new contract extension, he's got his money. A lot of guys would think, look, he's got his money. He doesn't care about football anymore. He's just going to go out there on Sundays and just play. No. This guy is all in, just like the rest of the team. He is all in and ready to go. Um, Look, Derrick Henry is still going to be the same Derrick Henry. He's going to still plow guys over. He still has the same size, still has the same speed. Um, Obviously, he needs to stay healthy. Um, But, look, this Titans team – uh, with Mike Vrabel, I think he's a very good coach. I I think he's underrated coach. They beat the Ravens in the playoffs. You have to remember. I know yeah. Lamar's a history of choking in the playoffs, but they still did get the W, and they cracked the Lamar Jackson code. Um, um, yeah, so that's why I got them in, in team t- in in tier two. Uh, I think they can they can definitely put some things together. Um, AJ Brown, he's really shiny. Um, Tannehill is going to really look to him like Drew Brees looks to Michael Thomas next season. You'll see it. Um, you'll see it. So that's why I have them in Tier 2. Yeah, so I also have them in Tier 2. And, I mean, the Titans are interesting because I think they have a Tier 3 level roster. Um, you look, they you can, you can, 
you can just tell they are they don't have the roster talent that the Cowboys do. But it's big to point out that the Cowboys missed the playoffs and the Titans made it to the AFC Championship game. I mean, the, they have an identity and they play to their strengths. Um, and to me, the Titans are a tier three roster who plays like a tier two team. And the Cowboys last year were a tier two roster who played like a tier three team. So that's that was the mindset I had with putting the Titans in. Um, a couple of these teams we can glance over. The Bills. Bills is pretty easy. Uh, good yeah. defense. They just need Josh Allen to pick it up. Um, yep. And they can win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Colts. So did you put the Colts in tier two? Um, okay. So here's the thing about the Colts. Um, yes, I did. So if you look at the Colts, they're an un- they're a very underrated team. So I know Brissett did not do them too many favors last season. Yeah, um, but I want to point out, I think Brissett was hurt. They were pretty good in the first half of the year. They beat the Chiefs. And then Brissett got hurt. He sat out two games, and then they rushed him back. And then they started losing games. So that, that's something I want to point out. That's true. That's very true. So here's the thing. If you look at the if you look at the if you look at the Colts, um, they're all line, okay? They've got a good old line. And with Hines in the backfield, now they have Rivers. I think they're going to be able to put some things together. And they, you have to remember, they still have T.Y. Hilton. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I, in my opinion, is the most underrated wide receiver in the, in the, in the NFL. Um, look, these guys are going to figure it out next season. And Rivers is going to be able to hang on. You guys say, oh, he's going to throw picks left and right. And obviously, he's going to throw some picks. He's an old man with not great vision. But when he when he has open guys, he hits those throws. And if you look at the way Rivers plays, I think he's a perfect fit for this offense. Um, look, it, we, we would be, it would be a different story if they still had Andrew Luck. Let's just put it that way. But um, yes, with Rivers yes. coming in, I think Rivers is a great fit for this team, and I think he's going to really figure some things out. Um, and Brissett, if you if, if Rivers gets hurt, because he is an old man, um, if Brissett gets hurt, or if Rivers get hurt, gets hurt, they have Brissett to come in. And if, for some reason, you know, Brissett starts, Brissett gets hurt, Rivers comes in, right? So it's, it's, it's a situation that I think is good for Rivers, and I think that the Colts are going to get 9 to 10 wins this season. Yeah, so I also put the Colts in Tier 2. Like you said, for me, this might be a little bit of a bold prediction, but if you put Andrew Luck on this Colts team in playing shape, I would put them in Tier 1. I I would. I think they're just so stacked all around the board. And I I do think Phillip Rivers could be pretty pretty good this year. Um, I think he will end up being better for them than Brissett. Um, I think they – look, I think that – they have a great offensive line, um, might be one of the best in the NFL, um, and they have some good young defensive pieces. I mean, Darius Leonard is one of the best young linebackers in the league, um, and they have just absolutely crushed it the last few drafts. I mean, that's why they are that's why they are still one of the best. I mean, they have been every single pick is 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 a big uh, piece for them, and and then I they did draft Jonathan Taylor um, in the second round, who I thought was clearly the best running back in the draft. I mean, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Dobbins and Swift were all pretty good, but I thought uh, Jonathan Taylor was definitely the best in the draft. Um, so I do like what the Colts have been doing. Um, I'm, I'm not in love with the signing of Rivers. I think they overpaid, I think, $25 million. I'm not sure if there was a team that was even going to pay him 15 So I think they could have used spread out another $10 million um, to maybe acquire a guy like Jamal Adams or someone like that to boost that team over the top, but um, I would not, I would actually not be incredibly surprised if the Colts win the Super Bowl. I mean, Rivers has, I mean, there are weeks where Rivers looks like a top five quarterback in the NFL still, even at 38 years old. Um, He's just way too inconsistent uh, to be in, in the top half of the quarterbacks in the league. Um, So that's why I think the Colts are tier two team um, is because their roster is great, but Rivers is a little inconsistent. Um, So that's why. And, did you put did you put the Browns in tier two? Um, no, so I have the Browns in tier three actually. But okay, I'll okay. Say one thing about the Colts really quick. So the Colts they have an, in- an interesting situation on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they're going to put Xavier Rhodes out there, who last season was ranked the worst corner in the league, pretty much. So if you look at Xavier Rhodes, I think he's going to be more of a decoy than actually a player out there. Um, they're well, going to. 
They're gonna wow. no, 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 they're gonna put him out there to scare the defense. Cause look, he there are weeks like like Rivers, there are weeks where Xavier Rhodes plays well, but then there are the weeks that he just blows coverages all game long. Um and also on the defense defensive side of the ball, they acquired acquired DeForest Buckner, um, and they gave away yeah. the first pick in the draft. And Buckner is gonna have to be doubled. Teams are gonna learn that that haven't the teams that haven't played the 49ers yet. They're going to learn that Buckner needs to be doubled. Okay, um, arguably the best D lineman on the 49ers. Um, and with that, with Buckner being doubled, that's going to free up the other guys on the edge. Um, and and you're going to see this pass rush take a jump next season. Yeah. So I I also want to point out um, one thing about Xavier Rhodes. I don't think they brought him in to be a very good piece on that defense. He probably. I would say I would bet on him not starting. I mean, maybe he will. Um, but I think they just brought him in just to take a chance on a guy because just two years ago, he was one of the, he was one of the best uh, corners in the league. Um, he kind of fell off a cliff, and maybe they're, they think it's a confidence thing that he can get back. Uh, but I don't know. It's definitely going to be up in the air whether he can come back um, uh, very strong. But let's move on uh, to the Tier 3 teams. Um, so I'm going to list mine out, out loud. So I have the Falcons. Uh, the Texans, the Rams, uh, you put them in tier two, I put them in tier three. The Browns, Bears, uh, and Broncos. So I do want to talk about the Texans are interesting. I mean, they made, in my opinion, one of the worst trades uh, in, in a while, uh, trading away Hopkins for David Johnson. Um, where, But look, we have to realize that Bill O'Brien, as much of a horrible GM that he is, He's not a horrible coach. I mean, he's led them to the playoffs for two yeah. years in a row. Um, and he led them past the first round against a pretty pretty decent Bills team. Um, so I think Bill O'Brien, he's definitely not in the top half of coaches in the NFL, but he's not like the worst. He's not on that Freddie Kitchens level that uh, people think he is. Um, so, And I think that the fact that they have Deshaun Watson, who's one of the best five or six uh, receivers or quarterbacks in the NFL, um, that is super valuable. It's kind of the same argument with Russell Wilson. Um, although Russell Wilson is definitely better than uh, Deshaun Watson, which is why I have uh, the Seahawks in Tier 2 and the Texans in Tier 3. Um, and then also, I think that defense uh, is going to be a major problem. Um, if they can get J.J. Watt playing back um, healthy and at an elite level, that's going to be super, um, super helpful for them. But in that playoff game against the Bills, he looked uh, very slow out there. Maybe that was due to the injury, and maybe that's due to him just – uh, getting up there in age. Uh, but Chase, talk about you. You had the Texans in tier three, right? Yeah, I did. So you, you, why don't you list your tier three teams and then talk about the Texans? Okay, so mine's Chargers, Texans, Raiders, Browns, Broncos, Panthers, Falcons, Bears. And here's the thing I would love to touch on the Texans because their situation is very, very complex. Um, so here's the thing with Bill O'Brien. Like you said, he's. I agree that he's not in the top half coaches, but you have to realize before he had DeAndre Hopkins, he had all the talent in the world. Um, he had a very healthy Deshaun Watson. Um, he had a healthy DeAndre Hopkins. Um, then you run over the de- defensive side of the ball. When he has J.J. Watt, that defense is great. And when he has, when he has Will Fuller on offense as well, that's an unstoppable wide receiver core. Um and honestly, this DeAndre Hopkins trade's not not good. I mean, you'd obviously love that of DeAndre Hopkins. But if you look at trade, actually, and what they've acquired since, it doesn't seem that bad. Brandon Cooks, and if they can figure out how to keep Fuller healthy, with which I will, which I think he is going to stay yeah. healthy this season. Um, I, he may miss a game or two in there, but I think he will stay healthy. If they can figure out how to keep Fuller healthy, now they have Brandon Cooks and they have David Johnson, who is old, but he still makes plays. I think that the team is still going to get back to the playoffs, um, but they're definitely not going to win the Super Bowl. Um, but and you still have to you have to remember you still have Deshaun Watson. Um, so look, this trade was not good, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, they acquired some good pieces. They don't have that one dominant piece, but they have those three pieces on a team on on offense that can make those plays and that can get them to the playoffs. Yeah. So now that I'm thinking about it, I also want to kind of segue to the Rams. The Rams, I, the Rams were on the borderline for me. I mean, for from tier two and tier three, they were right there. Um, I ended up putting them in tier three. I know you had them in tier two. Um, uh, but look, 
what what I my main thing was they play in the best division in football. And what is the best division in football, in my opinion? Um, the Senate, NFC South is pretty close, but I think the NFC West is the best division in football. Um, and I think that they, I mean, it's it's going to be unlikely for them to get uh, that uh, home playoff game and win the division. Um, so that they're going to be probably playing straight um, on the road in the first playoff game, uh, which is going to be tough for them. Um, but I think Goff, it's going to be the key for them is Goff. I mean, he has the weapons. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are both really good wide receivers. Um, and yep. Goff needs to get back to normal. Um, and he just was really bad last year. Um, and they need to get their identity back on offense, uh, which I think they can do with having Sean McVay. Uh, but it, it really all comes down to Goff. Um, they started to pick it up at least on offense for the and at the end of the season last year. Um, and then they have they have the they have the pieces on the defense. Jalen Ramsey and then the best defensive player in the NFL, Aaron Donald. Um, so that that's it. That's that's the case for the Rams. Um, I did end up putting them in tier three. Um, uh, like like you put them in tier two. Um, I'm not uh, opposed to that at all. Um, I like I said, I almost did. Um, and then so I do want to talk about so the teams that you you had that I didn't. Um, the Panthers. So talk, make the case for the Panthers, and I think the Chargers. Because I don't, I don't think I had the Chargers either. Okay, so here's the thing. With the Panthers, okay, so this draft, I think they absolutely killed yeah. it. Stacking up that defensive side of the ball, right? They've got their quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. And I, when Teddy Bridgewater was on the Saints, he didn't win games against exactly the most dominant teams, but he won games in the NFL, okay? So with that being said, they've got their quarterback. Okay, obviously they've got Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson too now, who I think is going to have a breakout season. You are gonna, this guy is going to light it up this year. Okay, um, teams are going to be putting their number one corners on him. So with that, they, that's helping them, and uh, it's unfortunate for them they don't have Luke Keekley anymore because he would be such a huge piece yes, to this team yeah. this year. Um, and obviously, we didn't see the we didn't see the right the the right Panthers last season. Okay, um, Cam went down week one. I don't know how great Cam would have been if he was healthy all year. Um, I think he still might have been benched mid year towards the or towards the end of the season. Um, but Matt Rule, this guy's going to be a great coach in the NFL. Um, coming from Baylor, I like their offense. It's an NFL style offense. Okay, um, it does have some of that college football magic kind of stuff in there, but. It's mostly NFL offense, and I think it's it, it's going to work. Um, so with that, these guys are in great position, um, and I think quarterback was their biggest question coming into the season, and they went out and got Teddy Bridgewater, um, which I think was their best move this offseason. So with that, it's going to be an amazing season for them. Um, I could see, I could see nine wins, nine wins, yeah. First season as, as an NFL head coach for Matt Rule, nine wins. That's just what you want to see when you're a GM bringing in a new head coach. Um, nine to ten wins should be interesting to see. Um, but they have made some great offseason moves, and that's why I put them uh, – the reason I still put them in Tier 3 is because they haven't proved anything with Matt Rule. But in my in my uh, own opinion, um, I think Matt Rule is going to do some great things in the NFL for the Panthers um, and possibly in the next few years get into the playoffs. But um, for now, tier three, I think they could possibly get a wild card, but I don't think that's going to be, a, uh, I don't think that's going to be available to them. And I think they're just going to miss this play, the playoffs this season, but I think they're still going to have a winning record. Yeah. So I did not put them in uh, my, my list and it's for three reasons mainly. Um, and one of them is that uh, the defense um, I think that they had a great draft, but um, I think this defense is going to be very young coming into this year, and I don't know if they're going to be that great yet. Um, a lot of these guys are going to have to de- have time to develop. Um, and then, you know, I, I just, I don't, the division is going to be so hard. I mean, all, all, all the, but all the other three teams in the division um, are on this, are on uh, tier one, two, and three respectively. Um, so there are three Super Bowl contenders. Um, I mean, the Falcons, uh, I mean, you borderline, but um, three playoff contenders uh, in this division. Um, and then lastly is just, 
I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good NFL quarterback. Um, uh, he came in for Drew Brees and won some games. Uh, but I just I cannot see Teddy Bridgewater winning the Super Bowl. Um, I I think that they kind of brought him in. I don't know. I don't know if they brought him in because um, they like him or if they brought him in uh, as just a replacement guy um, to not have Kyle Allen. Um, and look, I think this offense has the pieces. McCaffrey is obviously the best running back in the NFL. Um, I think DJ Moore um, is a top probably 15 wide receiver in the NFL um, already. Up and coming. And then, um, but I just don't think, I don't think it's, it's the same argument I have with the Chargers. I don't see these quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl. Um, like, Jimmy Garoppolo and probably Nick Foles, who actually won the Super Bowl, are probably like the lowest tier of guys I could see winning the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, you're going to have to get really lucky to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, which the Eagles did. Um, and But like, I just can't see Teddy Bridgewater or Tyrod Taylor slash Justin Herbert, whoever's the quarterback for them. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl this season. Um, so that's why I didn't yeah, put them... No, still too young, but in the coming years, it, it is a possibility, I think. Yeah, and, the, and once they – I mean, they did hire Joe Brady, who I think is going to be a great fit for all these guys. Um, and uh, so so he can run the plays and be great for them. Um, and then I also do want to talk about um, the Falcons for a little bit because I they, they would have made my tier two if it wasn't for the division. Um, I think the NFC South is so good that I have to put them in tier three. They're a top two team in the, or top uh, two division in the NFL. Um, I like the team. Julio Jones is still a top three wideout in football. Um, and I think Calvin Ridley will have a breakout season and emerge into that Chris Godwin type of player. Um, and Matt Ryan can still get it done. Uh, even though he's getting a little bit old, uh, the defense was a problem, uh, but they played really well down the stretch, um, uh, which Atlanta started winning games. Um, they have the talent of a tier two team. Um, like I said, they're just in a top two division in football, um, which is why I had to bump them down. But and then I do want to mention the Broncos and the Broncos, the Bears, and the Browns. Chase, talk about uh, one or two of those teams. So I would like to talk about the Browns. Here's the thing with the Browns: they're so dumb. Okay, I mean I think they're the dumbest franchise in the NFL. Um, look. They can't seem to find a head coach. Mayfield is not good anymore. Everybody thought he was going to be the next generation uh, Patrick Mahomes when he came in. Okay, look, Mayfield, he, he's not the answer. Kevin, or, Kevin Stefanski, not the answer. Um, it, it's going to be another season of struggle for the Browns, okay? Um, look, Stefanski was a terrible hire compared to Josh McDaniels. If you want a guy that has been to the Super Bowl before and has experience in big games, you hire him. You, If you want to hire a guy that cannot seem to figure out how to get the ball downfield in the NFC Divisional round against the 49ers, you hire Stefanski. So which one would you rather have, the guy that has had experience in big games or NFC Divisional rounds where he gets blown out? Think about that for a second. Yeah. And the Browns took a guy that – cannot seem to win an NFC Divisional round with the Vikings. And I know Kirk Cousins is a part of that, but you still have Dalvin Cook, Harrison Smith, um, Daniil Hunter, Anthony Barr, Adam Thielen. And at that time, you had Stephon Diggs. Look, it was just a terrible hire, and this is just going to drag them down another season. It's going to be another Freddie Kitchens-type um, deal. I don't think I think he's going to spend more than one season there, but I think at most the Browns get seven wins this season, only improving by one. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, but I think it's just a terrible hire. Yeah. So I do kind of want to make the case for the Browns. They have the roster talent. I mean, obviously, I mean, on offense, they're outstanding. Uh, if Baker Mayfield can yep. put it together, which is probably not going to happen, but I mean, they're in tier three for a reason. There's a chance, um, like look for every, everything's going to have to go right for this team. The defense is going to have to elevate. Um, but they have enough guys on defense too where that is uh, at least conceivable. I mean, Mayfield's going to have to get better. Um, like you said, I don't like the hire of uh, Kevin Stefanski, but um, I do think it, that it's a good fit for Baker Mayfield. I mean, we saw in Oklahoma when Baker Mayfield won the Heisman, um, the system that they used was very play-action heavy, um, and Baker Mayfield's very good in play-action, and Freddie Kitchens was not about that. Um, 
He did not like to use play action last year. Um, and Kevin Stefanski has done that uh, for a bunch of years, whether it was with was um, Case Keenum uh, or uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, he was very play action heavy uh, compared to the rest of the league. So I think that could help the Browns. Um, and I think there's a chance, a small chance there that they have uh, a similar type of like season as the Niners in 2018 to 2019. I think they're like everybody was on the Browns in 2019. Um, they completely flopped. And I think that maybe we were one t- year too early. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just making the case for it. Maybe we were one year too early with the Browns and this year they're going to step it up. Um, like we with the Niners go once they signed Garoppolo to that huge contract, everybody was like, Oh, like they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, and then obviously Garoppolo towards ACL. Um, and then they blew up, uh, and then they came back and that defense got stronger. Um, and this year the Browns are going to come back. That offensive line is going to get stronger. That defense is going to get stronger. Um, so I think they will go at least eight and eight. Um, in my opinion, I think I predicted them to go nine and seven. Uh, in the in the division predictions, um, but I do think there's a slight chance if Baker Mayfield can get back a little bit of the mojo that he had in college in and in the rookie year um, that he can he can I could see Baker Mayfield if he puts it together I could see him being a Super Bowl uh, caliber quarterback. Look, you're not going to get that same magic that Baker Mayfield had in his first season. You're not. You're just not going to get that. Or that same magic that he had when he was in college. You're just not going to get that. But I think it's, the I think level it's possible play. to do it with if you have a better offensive line. Because Baker, like, what he likes to do is he likes to scramble around and run backwards and outside of the pocket. And that just didn't work last year. Um, we saw in the 49ers game, like, he was getting sacked 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Um, and with, yeah. with the better offensive line, they signed uh, Jack Conklin, who's one of the best running, uh, one of the best uh, blocking tackles in the NFL. Um, and then drafted Jedrick Wills. So the tackle positions are going to be pretty good for them. Um, and I do think that offensive line will get better. And Baker's definitely going to get better than he was last year. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be to the standards that he had being the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, and it's and it's never going to be to that standard. Um, look, even with a good offensive line, it's up to Baker to hit those throws, Right. It's not the offensive line's job to throw the ball for him. It's still Baker, and he has to work on his accuracy and his playmaking ability. Um, but also the playmaking ability, like you said, touches on that offensive line. Um, but look, the thing is, if Baker wants to have a good season, they they got to find a good head coach, which is Josh McDaniels. Um, look, I'm just I just do not understand. That hiring. I just can't get over it. I know I talk about it too much, um, but I just don't understand it. And like you said, Tyler, that uh, the offense, outstanding. I mean, their roster's great. Nick Chubb, okay. Then you got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., okay. The fact that they can't seem to win more games with that talent is just a sign that these, this front, these guys cannot seem to find a good head coach. Yeah. And Stefanski is not the good head coach they're looking for. And neither was Freddie Kitchens. And they had a reason to believe that Freddie Kitchens could be that uh, next good head coach. And I do not blame him. I would have thought the same thing at the end of that year when he was winning them games. I, I and, and they even had a look at the playoffs. They had a, the Browns had a look at the playoffs. Yeah. So before, yeah, I think the Browns, you know, if OBJ, I think OBJ, um, he might not be what we saw with the Giants, but I do think if he can stay healthy, he he said um, multiple times that he was dealing with a super bad core injury um, and it like completely ruined his route running and all that stuff. Um, He got over a thousand yards last season. Yeah, just because Baker threw him the ball a ton. I mean, he was kind of just peppering OBJ. OBJ, I mean, if you look at the percentages, he was not what what he was with the Giants. But I think he's going to get um, at least close to that level um, at, at one point. And then Jarvis Landry's pretty good. Nick Chubb um, and Kareem Hunt, that's a great uh, one-two punch out of the backfield. Um, so I think the Browns have the talent to win the Super Bowl. Um, I just, like you said, I don't know if they have the leadership, um, whether it's at from the quarterback or whether it's from the coaching. Um, 
And before we go, let's just talk about two more teams um, quickly, the Bears and the Broncos. Um, and I think both of these teams are, are pretty clearly three tier three teams, um, but they're very interesting. Chase, um, talk about why you had the Broncos in tier three. Well, here's the thing with the Broncos is I've seen some from them that can show me that they could be a tier two team, but then it all falls down to Drew Locke. And this quarterback position is just a big question mark for me. Um, when Drew Locke played the Chiefs, he played absolutely terrible. Okay. Um, and considering that Chiefs defense, they were not the same defense that we saw at the end of the year when they played them. But, and that playoff defense, but he still didn't play well and he got rocked. And then when he played the bad teams, he played well. Um, but look, then you got to look at their offseason and acquires. So, look. Philip Lindsay, and then you just got Melvin Gordon also. Here's the thing. I don't know if they needed Melvin Gordon, but they got him. And Philip Lindsay, this guy is going to have a breakout season. But now, he was going to have a breakout season. But now that they got Melvin Gordon, they're going to be splitting carries. And it's just gonna. I think it's going to completely derail them. Then you flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. Okay, um, you got Vaughn Miller, of course. Still, he's getting into his older days, but he's still got his stuff. Um, all right, so then you got Noah Fant, the tight end. Okay, this guy's going to have a – I wouldn't call it a breakout season, but he's going to have a good season. Um, and I and I think this is – I think they're set up for success with these guys, okay? Um, I, I'm excited to see Bradley Chubb, of course, as well. So – these guys, they're a tier three team to me just because I haven't seen enough from Drew Locke next season, after next season. If I see enough from Drew Locke and he gets them nine wins, I'll move them up to tier two because then they they have a powerful backfield as well. Yeah. Um, and that running team is going to help them a lot. So it, it'll be interesting to see, but that's why I have them as a third as the third tier team right now. So I think the Broncos are very interesting. Um, I, I would put them in tier three just like you have them. Um, but I think Drew Locke has the talent to be a good NFL quarterback. Um I don't think it's going to happen. I said that on the AFC West preview, um, but I think he does have the talent, and I would not be surprised if he becomes a pretty good NFL player um, uh, because of what he showed uh, at the end of last year and in Missouri in college. Um, but the defense, I think this defense, when they're healthy, they can still be pretty good. Um, a defensive-minded coach uh, can, Vic, with Vic Fangio, can get them uh, suited up. I mean, obviously, Von Miller's great. They traded for Jarrell Casey, um, who's a Good defensive lineman from the Titans. They all, all, all they had to give up with a seventh round pick, um, and then Bradley Chubb, like you said, he's going to be very good uh, this season. W- what we saw, um, the Broncos' defense looked pretty good for the first four or five weeks, and then they um, absolutely fell off. They were actually towards the bottom of the league at by the end, um, and I think a big reason of that was because Bradley Chubb only played three games, and it was the first three games of the season. Um, he had to sit out the rest due to an injury. Um, and then as far as the offense, they just went in on the offense this offseason. Um, Melvin Gordon, uh, I do think – so my thought is I think Philip Lindsay is a good NFL running back, but John Elway has just had the idea in his mind that Philip Lindsay cannot be their future at running back. I mean, for whatever reason, it, maybe it's something he behind can. the scenes. Um, but for they drafted Devontae Booker a few years ago. Um, same thing with Royce Freeman. They took him. Um, and – uh, sign and obviously signing Melvin Gordon this year. Um, so they obviously don't think that uh, Philip Lindsay can take that big role uh, that they that they want from their running back um, because Vic Fangio is an old school coach, um, defensive minded coach who who does like to run the ball a lot. Um, so I do think that they're going to be pretty run heavy, and I would guess that. For the amount of money that they paid Melvin Gordon, they are going to use him a lot. And I would not be surprised if 80% of the carries go to Melvin Gordon and only 20% go to Philip Lindsay. I would not be surprised. Um, But also, I do want to talk about Drew Locke. They have everything in place except for Drew Locke, in my opinion. I mean, the receivers, Cortland Sutton is going to become one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, He's already probably a top 20 guy. Um, Jerry Judy was awesome in college. I think he's... Definitely worth a first-round pick, and I think he they that was a good choice at 15. Um, and then K.J. Hamler, um, uh, a nice pick in the second round. And then Albert O., who was uh, an under-the-radar guy at Missouri, who 
has the connections with Drew Locke. They played with each other for two years. Um, so they went all in on the offense this offseason. Um, also, they improved the O-line slightly. Um, so I think if Drew Locke completely flops this year, they need to just come move on. Um, whether that would be drafting a guy or trading up for Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields um, or signing a yeah. guy in free agency. Um, whatever it means, I think the Broncos have the roster talent to be competing, whether it's in the next two years um, and if it's with Drew Locke or a different quarterback. Um, so that's my thoughts on the Broncos. Um, and let's move on. Chase, talk about the Bears for our final team of this preview. Yeah, so here's the thing with the Bears. They have an interesting situation because Mitchell Trubisky, I can tell you right now, is not the answer. Um, if you look at the Bears team on the defensive side of the ball, okay, they've got Khalil Mack, and they need they need to evolve around Khalil Mack, which I think they've done an okay job of, but they haven't done enough. Robert Quinn as well. Um, okay, and here's the thing with these guys. Then you jump to the offensive side of the ball. Okay, Allen Robinson, of course, but what does Mitchell Trubisky do? He just does not utilize him. Now they've got Nick Foles, and they're going to need the thing with Nick Foles is they're going to have to they're going to need to start him because Mitchell Trubisky they just need to move on from the guy. They've put too much effort into him, and I would have been done with Mitchell Trubisky a long time ago, but they don't want to. Um, So I think Nick Foles should definitely be their starter. and also, you got Jimmy Graham. He's getting older, but he still makes plays. Um, if he could be the Jimmy Graham that you saw in the Saints, that would help them a lot. And of course, they got Ted Ginn Jr., um, but he's getting old. I mean, he can still make those plays. He can see he's still he's still quick. Um, he's not the same Ted Ginn Jr. Um, we saw in his younger days, but he he still has it. So I'm looking forward to see what these guys can do. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't think they're going to get above eight wins next season. Um, I think Akeen Hicks is going to really have to help um, that defensive line. So uh, here's the thing. It's a tough situation for them because their coach is terrible, Matt Nagy. The play calling is just god-awful. It's just god-awful. So what we're going to see um, – I don't think they get above eight wins, though. I still think they have a losing record, and I think they cut Trubisky after the season. Yeah. Um, so what I what I'm say- seeing from the Bears is that um, as much as Nick Foles uh, might not be the future for this team, I think there's a chance because we saw this guy win the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, he certainly has the talent uh, to put it together, even at um, even as he gets older as a quarterback, um, and I do think that if things go right for them, that they can be one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, will that happen? I highly doubt it, um, as, especially this season. But um, I think that they will get at least eight wins this season just because of that defense. Because I think two years ago they had the best defense in the NFL. Last year was a down year, mostly because of injuries. And um, bring, they brought in um, a guy like Derek Wolf. Uh, they also brought in, uh, like you said, Robert Quinn. Um, he was okay. Um, and then Eddie Jackson is a good safety. Kyle Fuller is a great corner. Um, and Akeem Hicks was out for most of the year last year. And then they're all surrounded by uh, Khalil Mack, um, who is kind of the identity of the defense. And then, like you said about the offense, Allen Robinson um, is the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, this guy has been absolutely awesome playing behind some of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL for his entire career. Um, like I said uh, in, the, in the fantasy football episode, if Nick Foles comes in, this is going to be the best quarterback Allen Robinson has ever played with in his career by far. Um, and I think that Trubisky certainly has the talent uh, to be the quarterback, but he definitely does not have the mindset to be the quarterback. And I think, like you said, it's time to move on from them. Uh, and then I think other guys in the offense, David – uh, Montgomery, the running back out of Iowa State, uh, is very st- still very young, being a second-year player. Um, I think Anthony Miller as a wide receiver is a breakout candidate to be very good. Um, and I think those teams at the bottom, uh, the Browns, the Bears, and the Broncos, teams like that um, who, like, you could see them having it click. And if it clicks, um, they're going to be one of the best team in, teams in the NFL. Like, teams like that, they could have a chance. Um, it's like the Niners last year. When you look back on it, 
if that defense clicked like it did, they were going to be a Super Bowl contender no matter what. Um, and that, that's what could happen for uh, any one of these teams in Tier 3. Um, and before we go, Chase, um, talk about were, were there any teams that just missed your cut or do you, are, you think are a year too early to be on this list? Honestly, not really. Um, the one team, I think the Lions could be something if Stafford, if their team can stay healthy and they could find a new coach. Um, I think it's a few years early for the Lions. Um, when they move on from Matt Patricia, and I think they eventually will, um, unless they, for some reason, get a ton of wins this season, Stafford can stay healthy. They still got Galladay. Um, unfortunately, they lost Darius Slay, but they acquired Jeff Okuda in the draft. So that should make up for it. He might not be the same as Darius Slay, but he'll still be a he'll still be a good corner. I think he'll be a top mm, twenty corner in the league um, in a year or two, maybe maybe even this coming year. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that's why. I mean, it, Stafford he's totally underrated. We just don't see enough of him every single season because he's always injured, and the coaching also does not allow him to do that. Um, the coaching is terrible. They're going to need to move on from Matt Patricia. But once they figure their stuff out um, and they move on from Matt Patricia, I, I think the sky's the limit for the Lions, and I think they could make a run at the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. Um, like you said, I think um, last uh, during the NFC North preview, I said that I think uh, I would bet on Matt, Matt Patricia being the first coach fired um, during the season uh, because I just think that what he's done there for the Lions is basically nothing. Um, I think this offseason was a pretty good one for their front office. Um, and Jeff Okuda was a questionable pick. I don't mind it um, at, at the third overall. Um, and they did not make my list. I didn't really consider them this season. Maybe next season, like you said, uh, if they can put some things together and grab some stuff in the offseason and develop players, they could be on this list. Um, the two teams that – so I didn't put the Raiders – um, or the Chargers. We I talked about the Chargers. Um, and then uh, other teams like the Cardinals and the Dolphins, I think, um, are, are a year too early. I think the Cardinals and the Dolphins are both teams that are going to be very good in 2021 um, and not necessarily 2020. Uh, so I think there, those two teams are super young. Similar thing with the Panthers, too. Um, so that they're all in that category for me. Um, and that's going to do it for the 17th episode of the two way podcast. And we will see you later.